I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, you lovely people. You're listening to BurgerCast, where once a week I talk to a comedian about their favourite burger. And you know what the secret sauce is? Conversation. And on this week's episode, talking about his favourite burger and a bit of his comedy as well, because let's be honest, that's what every podcast secretly is. It's just comedy, but with a little idea in. Chris, welcome to the show. Uh, Have we run out of ideas? Because I think you've done BurgerCast already. Have I? I think I really want to do it as an actual idea. I'll start again. Right. Hello, listener. You're listening to The Perfect Cup of Tea with me. That's the name of the podcast. And uh, I'm having a lovely cup of tea right now. I'm having an Earl Grey uh, sponsored by Twinings. It's not sponsored by Twinings. They don't sponsor this, but we want to know what one of the greats likes to drink. I would say he's one of those people known as a local legend and a national treasure. Chris Barnes, what's your favourite cup of tea? I like PG tips. Good, good. See you next week. It's not those podcasts. It is Small Screen Nineties with me, AMJ, and my co-host. I say co-host. I've grown to love him as a friend. No, take that back. Acquaintance. It's Chris Barnes. <laughs> How are you? Hello, I'm all right. We are the nineties podcast that isn't in the charts for some reason. For some reason. Oh mate, have you been looking at the charts again? I've been looking at the charts. We have gone full Chatterbix. I was like, what is going on? A to Z of the 90s is in the charts and we're not. Sorry to hear this. Don't focus on other people's gains. I can't help it. I follow them on Instagram. They post it. And I was like, oh, I'll just have a look where our name is. And it isn't on there. I can safely say with what we've got up our sleeve for the winter month, don't worry about them charts because those charts are going to be dominated by 190s podcast. 190s podcast from the small screen. Do you know what I mean? Yes, that you really think you we're going to put our money all on that and that's going to work, is it? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I've never been this certain since I invested in fidget spinners. Yeah, they're going to sell, aren't they? They're still going to be around in six months. Well, I'll tell you what, when I did work for a certain holiday company, they did purchase about 10,000 with character bases on towards the end of the love of the fidget spinners. And I just like to think that they've still got boxes of them everywhere. Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis. Who would have thought the arse would have fell out of Tamagotchis? I had to send off for my Tamagotchi. I didn't get it from a shop. I had to come and it felt like ages. It probably would have been about three weeks. But for a kid, it's like, where's it coming? And uh, 
I killed it most of the time. Oh, you had to send off for your Tamagotchi. Yeah, it was in the newspaper, I think. It was a blue one, oh. which meant it was meant to be a dog, but the thing that was on the screen did not look like a dog. I, I really want a Tamagotchi. I think that was that's one of those things that you think, oh, that would be great. And then after like two minutes of it, going, how did I get so much enjoyment out of this piece of crap? But then I've actually I got an actual factual dog. So I don't need a virtual pet because I've already got a real one. Well, you get a fun virtual pet, don't you? Like a dragon or something you can't just have walking around your house. Oh, this is true. Didn't people used to give them to their parents and say, could you do it at work because I'm at school and I I, can't, I need to feed it? <laughs> I think so. I remember having a science teacher whose Tamagotchi died and he had a burial for it and buried it in a little grave that was like a Chinese takeaway container in some <laughs> sand and made a lollipop grave. Uh, that man doesn't teach anymore. Fun fact about him, uh, he was on the same media course I was on in college for, for three weeks, it's... which always made me wonder about his criteria of being a teacher. But the Tamagotchi, if you do feed it every day, it would stay alive. It'd still be alive now, wouldn't it? Or is there a certain amount it gets to an age and it goes, ah, dead? Well, I, I think like there's the oldest living Tamagotchi has passed on. Uh, there is a Guinness World Records. But for a while... There was Tamagotchi angels that carried on living, so you could kill them, but then they just get angel wings and carry on. I've just realised what day this goes out. What day does it go out? Monday. Oh. <laughs> Should we stop talking about things um, passing off? <laughs> but I don't think anyone listening to this is going like, Tamagotchi dying. <laughs> I really He was worried. the greatest Tamagotchi of all time. <laughs> I'm really worried about putting this out in the morning and thinking, no, 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 no. In the afternoon, once it's finished. What feedback are we going to get from like, our target demographic? I, I guarantee aren't going to be bothered. Oh, right. Okay. No, I, I want to put it out in the morning and make reference to it. I did a gig <laughs> you can watch it right? before you before, before it starts. Yeah, Listen to this. It's going to be in the social media post. <laughs> Uh, it is a it is a tragic thing that happened, and like it is understandable. Whole nations in mourning. That woman got people through a war. She did an amazing job. There's no two ways about it. But it has been the weirdest week to gig. Last night, the promoter came to me and said, "The guy who runs the venue, just make sure you, he said to make sure that you don't mention the Queen." And I was like, "Okay, I wasn't going to mention the Queen, but the problem is, you know me long enough." If I'm told not to do something, <laughs> then in my mind, I'm going, maybe I should mention it because I feel it's going to be funnier. And I didn't mention the Queen, but I did mention a new bit that got a big laugh about Paddington Bear slowly being coming the new Grim Reaper. Richard Herring said it on his podcast as well. Oh, <laughs> fuck a duck. Did he? He said something similar. Oh, I've not listened to it. No, wow. uh, no, no, no. He, he said they said that Paddington Bear was taking her to heaven, but it might have been the other way around where she dragged Paddington with her and said, Come on, no, if if I can't have you, no one can, and took him with him. <laughs> All right, oh, it's a bit a different. Much better joke. Well, well my, my, my joke was the idea of like Paddington, obviously, because of all of the painting and the artwork, taking the Queen, and that would be the plot for Paddington 3. Like some kind of Paddington in the afterlife, a lot like Jason X. My pub around the corner is open at half past ten to celebrate the Queen. I thought, who would want to drink half at ten o'clock in the morning? And I don't think they've understood that most people have closed to celebrate the Queen. Yeah. Uh, all I want to say is, God bless you, Queen. You, you did a great job. We are comedians. It is our job to try and uplift you. And if you did find any of this upsetting and offensive of what we have spoke about, get a fucking life. 
Uh, <laughs> last week we were where, really where careful. We? we called it the, the event. <laughs> we didn't even mention it once. And then, <laughs> no, I just thought it was weird. You're talking about dying, and then it'll be the day of the funeral. You started. That was a conversation that started on Tamagotchi. <laughs> It's a weird, weird one. I, I think, though, like... Sorry, I've completely got off track for that moment on. But we are, like, in the essence of history right now. History is happening mm. between us all. And do you know where uh, most of the history happened? Oh, in the 90s. <laughs> yes, in the 90s. Oh, have we gone back to Edinburgh? Am I going to walk <laughs> past a dog walking park in a minute? You're listening to Small oh. Screen. 19. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. I've got some admin to do. You remember when I um, listed the shows? I got it wrong. And we thought No Sweat was the 90th show. And it wasn't. It was actually Space. I found out what yeah. the reason was. Okay. It, it was Jonathan Creek didn't count because we did it the week after and didn't do four mm-hmm. that week. And the other one that I didn't, I missed off was Charlie Chalk. Walking in a wacky way of chalking, Charlie Chalk. Oh, Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk. He can get you out of trouble, he can teach you how to juggle. That's Charlie Chalk. Yeah, Charlie Chalk. He rode a boat to sea to do some sleeping and some fishing. When he awoke, he saw an island. Was he breathing or just wishing? Walking in a wacky way of chalking, Charlie Chalk. Oh, Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk. He can get you out of trouble, he can teach you how to juggle. That's Charlie Chalk. Yeah, Charlie Chalk. Landed on an island, now he's living in the jungle. Everybody comes around to see him clown and watch him tumble. Walking in a wacky way of chalking, Charlie Chalk. Oh, Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk. He can get you out of trouble, he can teach you how to juggle. That's Charlie Chalk. Yeah, Charlie Chalk. He's the kindest clown, he's always such a happy fella. He can make a wish come true with just the twirl of his umbrella. Walking and a wacky way of chalking, Charlie Chalk. Oh, Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk. He can get you out of trouble, he can teach you how to juggle. That's Charlie Chalk. Yeah, Charlie Chalk. He's back, he's ruining things again. It's his fault. (laughs) Oh, man. He may have knocked out the brewer's bear, but he's not taking us. So today, the second show we do will be the hundredth show. This is exciting. It is. Oh shit! What's the <laughs> what's the hundredth show? <laughs> I'm not having that. I right. know, oh, no chance, <laughs> no chance of the close show being the hundredth show that we've reviewed on this. I mean, we've not seen any financial benefits. So I'm at least having a bit of fun with it. We made thirteen quid on the adverts. Have we? Have you checked it recently? Uh, not this week, but yes. So, oh mate, raking it. What are, we gonna, 
we're going to spend all that money on Tamagotchis. <laughs> but Maybe that's some merch we should have, small screen 90s Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis weren't out in the 90s, were they? Was it before then? Or am I going to get... Hold on. Google, when were the Tamagotchi released? He's fucked off. He doesn't know. He don't want to know. There is a Google in it. <laughs> no, it's because I didn't say OK Google. OK Google, which year were the Tamagotchi released? I don't have a screen. That, that's, uh, he, he, he's a barrel of laughs, isn't he? Did he just say I can't show you pictures because I don't have a screen? Yeah. Do you think they're trying to plan some update in order to get me to buy one that contains a screen by any chance? Shall we ask him? Okay, Google, are you trying to plan some update that involves me purchasing a new one with a screen? Yeah, he understands, all right. Understands the language of bloody money. When did Tamagotchi's Uh, come out? November 23rd, 1996. According to Wikipedia... It was released by Bandai oh. on November 23rd, 1996 in Japan and in the USA on May 1st, 1997, quickly becoming one of the biggest toy fads of the late 1990s and the early 2000s. Don't quit a fad. Also, can I just say a big round of applause for the pronunciation of Bandai? How come my phone works better than your Google Assistant? Because I've never updated that Google thing. Oh. And the problem is, at the moment, I've got an, an Alexa in the bedroom. And the well, have in you? The living room. Oh, uh, <laughs> my life. And sometimes I say, okay, Google, when I'm in the bed. And it just, it, it just causes nothing but... And Alexa's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> who are you talking to? Who are you chatting to? Uh, shall we start the show? Yeah, shall we start again? Start again. You're listening to the Burger Club with me, Barry Burgers. (laughs) Do you know what? Because I had it on my mind of list of stuff like because obviously there's no time to make another podcast weekly at all, Mm. and especially if planning what we're planning to do over Christmas. So I suggested why not just make a big chunk of them and release them as a series. So I've obviously had that on my mind, but if there's no time to do weekly podcast what time do i have to make a series of podcasts in a location and also tracking down a different guest every week where i've got a feeling that the first one would definitely be chris barks you making another podcast on my back i'm not making it i'm making it in front of your face i've announced oh. it on this one. <laughs> oh right okay not, i've even told you i'm not doing it weekly we'll see we'll see we're, this is what it's all about it's all about the 90s isn't it it is about the yes. Right. Do your job. So, let's go! Established from that very long wonky intro, you're listening to Small Screen Nineties, the only podcast in the world that keeps deep inside your mind and remembers all the shows, so you don't have to. That's nostalgia critics thing. Can I nick anything else today? Who knows? But it would not be Small Screen Nineties if I didn't have the legend that is Chris Barnes. Are you ready for nineties? I'm ready for nineties. Wow, what we got first on the old lineup of nineties shows? We are going on the Wheel of Fortune. 
loved a bit of the Wheel of Fortune. Do you know what made me feel good watching it back? Uh, listeners to the podcast will know many a thing, uh, what pain feels like, and also uh, that I got into pinball when I was in Edinburgh. And the <laughs> best pinball machine to play, not the best design, the best pinball machine to play was the Wheel of Fortune pinball machine. So, uh, yeah, great memories. What about the programme? Our programme was a bit much. Always, always wanted to go on the wheel because it always looks really heavy, but I don't think it would have been. No, looking back on t- TV shows, you can tell how they were made and probably they don't actually move it. It's probably a little man underneath it just making sure it goes, doesn't, yeah. no one gets too much. Yeah, you're siphoning it <laughs> off at the right time. Great to see Carol Smiley, friend of the show. Yeah, I know, but she doesn't speak, does she? It's no, like, let Carol smile. speak. He's more than a smile. Dad. Annette, Douglas and Janice on the wheel. They were going to win a Vauxhall Nova. Can I just say the bloke who was on the wheel as well? I didn't like when he uh, mentioned his dog was thick. <laughs> when he was talking about his dog, he said, is your dog a clever dog? Yeah, no, he's, he's thick. Sophie the dog. Yeah, that's the name of my dog as well. When mm. I was a boy, I had a dog called Sophie. Fun fact for you all. Yeah, but was she a uh, vicious Rockweiler thing that he had. Ah, she was a Labrador. Lovely dog, Sophie. Uh, God bless her. God bless her. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't take you seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying that like that was about 27 years ago. Uh, Maybe longer than that. Who knows? One of them, they asked her to do a dirty mime, and it turned out that she was a rubber glove tester. It's a weird job, isn't it? Do they need testing? Yeah. It's like, well, once you put them on, then you can't... They've been worn, haven't they? So I thought they came out of the box already made. Yeah, but rubber gloves back then, once you got a good pair of rubber gloves, gloves even, you had them for life. Also, do you wear rubber rubber gloves whilst washing up? No. Do you not? You just straight in with your hands? Straight in with the hands. Do you own a dishwasher? No. See, it all makes sense now. It all makes sense. It's weird, isn't it? Of thinking like watching someone now with rubber. I don't think anyone in the UK owns rubber gloves and wears them to wash up. It's just a lot of effort, isn't it? And yeah. how hot is that water that you need to wear gloves in it? Yeah, it's quicker just to stick it in the bowl, wash it with with the scrubbing brush, and then put it on the side without putting the bloody yeah. tubs in. You don't have to have boiling hot water. I mean, it gets rid of some of the bacteria. And if we've learned anything from the last few years. Maybe we should have done that a bit more. But, yeah, I don't think anyone's used rubber gloves since Friday out there, 1999. I think they started coming back after Wallace and Gromit the wrong trousers. When did rubber gloves stop being used? <laughs> no. When did rubber gloves stop being used? For, like, home washing. I mean, they have them when they're trying to get rid of, like, toxic waste. No, it's just telling me the history of rubber gloves. They're getting banged for the buck on this episode, aren't they? So, Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, I just... I watched this and thought, this is something that would be great to play. I'm not enjoying watching it. Would you not try and play along and try and get the uh, answer was? I did, and then thought, how good would I be on a real game show? And realised... I was great because then I downloaded the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire app and got to £25,000 and thought, you know what? And the questions are always too easy. Do you know the real people who work hard on these game shows are the ones who put the blocks in to make the mystery words? 
I think they should make it proper. You should do fastest finger first. So there's little Adam sat there watching someone else's game. <laughs> just waiting to go on. Just wait, waiting to one. go on. And then, oh, yeah. again. And Adam didn't get through again. So he's got to watch someone else's game and just sit there. <laughs> I don't think it was legit. I... One of the questions were, what was the national drink of England? Mm. And the answer was tea. And I was like, is that the national drink? Yes. Is it? Yes. All right, fair enough. Then I'll stand corrected. Well, hang on. We'll ask, right. Google, we'll ask Google again. <laughs> What's the national drink of England? According to Boston Tea Party ships, this act solidified tea's role as a necessity for all classes of British society, and it marks the point at which we can see tea established as the national drink of England. There we go. See, Google said so. Airplay. I stand corrected, and I apologise to the makers of the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire application. I got the Michael Jackson thriller one. I I got uh, the uh, Robin uh, Hood, Prince Among Thieves. Oh yeah, I got that before they got or it. Or Prince of Thieves, not Prince Among Thieves. It's not. <laughs> well, I've been watching too much Countdown, and I thought you could put vowels in, but you can't put vowels in. You can even put the consonants in. You can't. No. no. But I thought it, it was one of those shows where I thought, I'm amazed this is still going. You could win a jogging machine. And it's like, no, just bring out the super coop. Give her a <laughs> give her a super coop. Give her a super is that, coop. Is that going on the t-shirts? Bring out the super coop. The, well, on there, they give you an option of what, what prizes you want. Normally, it's like, you've won this. It's like, oh, do you drive? No. Treadmills are one of those things where... You'd probably use it for two weeks and then it would become a closer rail. I did enjoy the advert. I think this is becoming more and more of a thing as we're going through the 90s. The adverts are becoming a bit more exciting than the actual show. Shall we do a small screen 90s where we just go through a selection of adverts? Well, there was Michael Barrymore on there selling minties. <laughs> <laughs> they're all white, but they're not all white. The white... Crunchy, chewy minties from Roundtree. Some are blue. What? And the cat food, oh. the cat food whiskers. It used, to, they used to present it like it was M and S, like going, "Oh, look at this lovely food that your cat will eat. Mmm, yummy." And the dog food is just like, "Give him whatever you want. Put it in a bowl. <laughs> Here, have it." That's the real difference between cats and dogs, isn't it? A cat yeah. <laughs> wants this kind of like. <laughs> Gourmet, oh, gourmet, gourmet food, and then the cat, the dog's like, oh, I'll eat anything. I'm not bothered. I'll have that bone free. <laughs> well, I don't know why I always voice the dog. They always sound a bit nasally, like, hello, you're right. <laughs> I don't think dogs are very upper class, are they? They haven't got a class system, have they? Nah, I don't think dogs do have a class system. I wonder if they do. Listeners, wherever this bit goes in the podcast, we don't know. But he's just he's just giving me a revelation that it must go in the podcast. Because it was just after that weird lockdown period. Yes. And it come up as though you could be on The Apprentice. And I thought to myself, I can be on The Apprentice. 
And uh, yeah, I got through to like the fifth round. I turned up and everything. I mean, the thing that held me back was not having a real business plan. I thought you didn't have a suitcase. You should have a suitcase uh... to leave with. It was, it was generally when I got there, I was like, oh, because I thought it was just a bit of a laugh. But you know when you think, oh, so I filmed the video. They then phoned me up and was like, well, yeah, would you like to come to London audition? Yeah, I was like, yeah, of course. So I went to the London audition and then, uh, yeah, got through to the end of the day of that. And they've still not contacted me. They'd be stupid if they put me through. What would your business be? It was going to be to set up a chain of, like, pop-up comedy clubs. Isn't that one of comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, yes. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, I've, literally, it happened at the beginning of the year. I'll find the email and send it over. Like, genuinely, it was a weird experience. You've never mentioned this before. I haven't. I kept it on the lowdown because I was like, oh, I, I want it. I want in material. And turns out they don't let you talk to anyone either. What do you mean? They don't so let you talk to Alan? Well, not Alan, but we're like, you can't even talk to the other people <laughs> who are contestants. If I went on there, I'd deliberately not call him Lord Sugar. Just keep going. Sorry, Alan. No, Lord Sugar. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, cool. I wouldn't last Wrong. very long. But yeah, I don't know what happened because. There was a lot of people going like, I've got to, like when they said, sell yourself in a few minutes. And there was this, like everyone, I've got determination, I've got passion and I'm going to the top. And I think I went on and said, I used to call bingo, so I know what it's like to start at the very bottom and I just want to change. (laughs) You sound like David Brent. It felt like David Brent. (laughs) I'm so glad I pressed record again. I, I generally, like, it's one of those things where it was at the beginning of the year, it was in that weird kind of thought where I thought, are we never going to do comedy again? Like, you, know, <laughs> you thought you'd go on The Apprentice? Oh, I thought I'd go on The Apprentice. You know, when Richie Sunak came up with that thing that said you could be a ballet dancer, did you think, mm, I could be on The Apprentice? I, I thought, well the, well, the thing is as well, cyber didn't seem, like, up for grabs. <laughs> cyber? Yeah, you know when everyone was going to get the job in in cyber. Try and find the actual thing. Sorry, man. Like I'll find the actual email. I do believe you. You trying to get it to tell me about it? Like this is the thing as well. Like you know when you think your arrival time has been. Oh, oh, oh. I see if the link's still there. But it'd be interested to see if any of them got on. I applied for WWE Tough Enough with a silly yeah. video being spooky and wearing a hat. And I got a message back from the rest of the Triple H saying, sorry, you're not through this time. <laughs> That's well, nice. I've deleted the email. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I think I'll put it on Facebook. There is. There's there's the the invitation. So you're looking at the invitation now. I can't see the invitation. You're just looking I'll, at it. I'll send it to your Facebook. <laughs> Dear Mr. AMJ, Lord Sugar would like you... <laughs> Sugar would like you to attend. That was it. That was the invitation to go. It's not very informal, is it? What do you want? Have you been invited in person meeting for the apprentice? Yeah. Your invitation details, location, arrival time, status approved. <laughs> Answer: Would love to attend. I did say I would love to attend because I'm a well-mannered young man. There's how many rounds are there? I don't know. I presume there's a lot more. I presume they've already made it now. I might get a phone call today. Imagine if I get a phone call today saying you've done it. 
you're free. We'd, we'd invent one for you. We'll invent one. I don't want you to phone me later just to tell me I'm through. But it's so stupid because they go on there and they say, right, how many did you sell? 50. How many did the other teams sell? 49. And then he goes, you are shit. You didn't sell enough. And it's like, they didn't sell one. They didn't only sell one less. And you're calling them shit and saying their idea was rubbish. Yeah, that's what they do. And then everyone's... Like, oh, yeah, we thought um, Matrix Man was a really good idea. And then when they get in the boardroom going, it was rubbish, wasn't it? It was a rubbish idea. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like, people, like, trying to make up for them saying the idea that they first said was good is now terrible. I'm trying to think you of did not. I-, I said it was the greatest idea to invent self-inflating candles. <laughs> no, well, you should have brought that up in the, the first meeting then, Terence, haven't you? <laughs> I remember when they went to a market and they were trying to get is it shallow meat or something? They couldn't find it. Shallow so, meat. So they is it shallow? What's what's it called? Shallow meat, not not shallow meat. Shallow meat, whatever it is. They were shallow just... meat. Why are you calling it shallow meat? What is it called? Shallow meat, isn't it? Shallow meat. Anyway, the special meat, and they said we just got some bloke in the in the market just to say. Bless it and say that it was, and then they brought back. What's Nick Keogh doing now? What's who doing? Nick Keogh. He, he was a busy man for a long time. He weren't in the last series at all, was he? No, he was doing countdown, wasn't he? It was. It ended with Adam under fire in the boardroom for the fourth and final time. That you've been here so many, many times, and so many, many people are pointing in your direction. Adam, your luck has run out. You're fired. You're about to say once again we can tell that we're not that bored about the programme because we're watching the adverts. Well, watching the adverts and like, oh, Michael Barrymore, someone who's good at hosting game shows. His advert was like 30 seconds long. I thought, you probably got loads of money for that. But he was loaded. Ooh, he did all right. He did all right. Are you, are you, oh, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> Sorry, no. I was like, and I thought you'd gone on... You do catchphrase. I thought you'd gone on mute, so I didn't start talking. So, what are we going to give this? I don't know. Yeah. There was a PlayStation 1 game, I remember this as well, which was I one s- of the most crappy games I ever got. I saw a tip of when you used to look at the memory of your thing. If you accidentally deleted a file, if you pressed R1 and R2 together, you could get it back. Yeah. Found out That's today. Cool. Found out today, which is useless to me because I don't have one anymore. Yeah. All I those... S- <laughs> I was like, I really wanted to complete Gex, but I lost all my save. You could go back right now. I swear I must have deleted something on there by accident. Oh, why didn't... No, one ever tell me this. Do you think that does work, though? I'm thinking 20. I'm thinking 22, as in 20 as well. Yes. So let's... Lock it in. Oh, Barnsley boy. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What's next? So, the 100th show that we have reviewed, definitely, because I counted, I double counted, and it definitely is the... I want to apologise the minute we start reviewing it. It is Get Your Own Back. Hey! I want to apologise. I want to apologise. Uh, why are you apologising on the very special episode of Get Your Own Back You Sent Me? I didn't realise it was a Christmas special. A clip show where Dave was trying to justify him getting his own back with Kirsten O'Brien. Why did someone gun Kirsten O'Brien and Tim Vincent and <laughs> and Paul and Peter Simon, which is a name I haven't... He, he does QVC now, Peter Simon. Does he? Yeah. Hats off to him. You've got to make the money where, when you can, haven't you? But I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I always find it funny. Like, my greatest moment, and I've written a note, was the karate teacher who doesn't actually teach karate and just makes them do laps. You think that that's more of a parental issue for them to go down there and say, maybe teach my kid karate. I'm paying you a lot of money to be a karate teacher. Stop having a fag and sending the kids around to do laps. Also, uh, who was... The uh, judge of this, get your own back. 
It was only the magnificent Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby. He was back. This is the most 90s thing we've watched in ages. It is. It Gunge, Blobby. It, yeah, the Gunge and Blobby connection as well. Gunge, Blobby, people randomly being put into cages. Annoying kids as well, which seems to be a trait of the 90s. Of going, I want to get mine back on my dad for having no dress sense. Well, maybe, maybe, young lady, you respect your dad for putting a roof above your head, buying all your food and clothes, eh? Maybe you learn some fucking manners. Yeah, but this show would be a bit different then, wouldn't it? (laughs) My one. AMJ, show some respect. It's a very different show. Get your own back, only if it's justified. Only if it's justified. I like to show some respect with kids going, oh, thanks, Mum and Dad. I mean, you sacrificed a lot to have me. Uh, yeah. Hosted by... I'd host it. Please, Guns. Please, Guns. Please, Guns, that, Dave. What? Why have I put that? It can't be that. <laughs> Go on, give him some guns. You're all right. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what the catchphrase was. What was the catchphrase? Please gun him, Uncle Dave, or something like that. I think it was please gun him, Dave. Uh, and they always look sad because, like, I do remember from years ago there was one guy who I thought needed gunging because he kept fighting it and blaming it on his son. But that's it, though, isn't it? It's just like it was. It was just a nice slice of happiness. And the guns tank. I, I'm going to say this. I think they get your own. That guns tank is probably in the top five guns tanks of all time. <laughs> yeah, you should have said that now because I'm going to ask you what what one I, to four I is. I said that out loud, Chris, <laughs> and I realised I think I know three other guns tanks. Uh, oh, oh, well, the guns tanks. Uh, well, well, number two, obviously the Knowles House Party guns tank. Uh, number three it doesn't really get you, does it? The goat. No one. Well, I'll tell you the one, like, in my history of guns tanks, like, when Stephen Mullen used to do Butlins, he had a gun show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Stephen Mullen. But then he sold the guns tanks to Butlins to have a show called The Guns. And I don't think we could have afforded the right guns, so we used to make it out of milk powder and food dye. And it looked, but it really got you. But one day there was a new guy who started working. I said, Can you make the gunge? And I showed him what to do. And I said, Oh, what you need to do. Have I told this story before? No. Can you go make the gunge? Go make the gunge. Go. Make the gunge. Because it's two way to make gunge, right? Oh, is there? Way... <laughs> there is. There's a way in the tank with the, with the powdered milk and the food dye. And, and then you, you put in just a little bit. Or there is cutting up one of those shaving sticks whisking it up and putting a little food dye in that. And that, that's your more traditional, if you don't need much gunge and you want it to look like a bit sloppy. So going back to the tank, I said, can you go off and can you uh, make the gunge? I showed him what to do. He said, he said, where's the food dye? I said, it's over there. It's in, the, it's in a bottle. And there was a litre bottle of food dye. And I assumed he'd just put a few drops in it. But he tipped the whole bottle of food dye. And it, uh, fun fact for you, dyed a kid green and took two days to get the colour out of it. Was it your fault? Did they blame you? It was blamed very much highly. on. I should have shown him the exact amount of food dye to put in and not think that a grown man would put in a whole bottle of food dye. Well, maybe that's... And dye a kid green. You thought that was probably what you needed to do to get the whole thing in? And also, like, I look back at that now and go, 
he must have like literally bathed in that because like the guns when it comes down it wets you but it goes fast so it's just gotta get into your skin and like i've been gunned in that tank many a time and also i found it funny to gunge people to send them in and check like can you just check up there for a minute and then pull the handle i don't know how that kid was ever dyed green for two days i think that family were rubbing a bit more green paint into him and but trying to get money off the holiday. If he entered a show that was called The Gun Show and then got gunged and then it wouldn't come off, well, it's there that level. Well, you say this, but that's the equivalent of you going on who wants to be a millionaire and being shot. <laughs> and they go, well, he should have known that, shouldn't he? Because millionaires get shot. What? Well, I, I win the million and I get shot. Yeah. I'm not saying it's ever going to happen. Like, this is just <laughs> right out there. <laughs> I love the look of your face going, what is he on about? I don't really know. Yeah, well, does that mean that the person who shot the other person thinks that they get their money off the person who's just won it? Because I don't think it works like that. I'll be honest, this is the second bad analogy I've made today next to the top five gunge tags. I'm not thinking it through. I'm realising the the reason the gunge one will work because it had gunge in the title. I've got an idea for the... It's like like going on the weakest link. Oh, here we go. Yeah, and having the yeah. floor give way, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, right, you're on the weakest link. <laughs> there he goes. I, 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 He's got I, I an analogy know. that works. <laughs> I've just thought maybe when we do a roast battle at the, in Christmas that the punishment should be a guns tank. A guns tank? Yes. I had a guns tank somewhere. Of course you did. Yeah, maybe, actually. It's got to be a very loving venue. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do it outside. Well, yeah. I do it outside. It's bloody December. <laughs> Could you imagine as well going like putting on this gig? Going, it's going to be a great night of entertainment. By the way, can I put in a gunge tank? I went to the Natties Award and I um, had this thing where I had to drink some alcohol and it spilled all over the floor and I didn't clean it up and just left it on the floor. You. <laughs> I've never been back since. <laughs> the Natties? What are the Natties? The uh, the ones that used to be at the Hackney Empire, but then they don't do it there anymore. They keep moving it around. Ah, that's pretty cool. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you a bit about that later. I've got some ideas. I've got a list of all the rounds I used to have on Get Your Own Back. Go on. Feeding Frenzy. Yeah. Surf's Up. Yeah. Slam Dunk. 2000. Slam Dunk 2000. Bounce Back. Great Balls of Fire. Bombs bombs Away. That's planes. Tidy Up. I remember Tidy Up. Used to throw things through the wall and have to try yeah. and get them all through the wall. Uh, Barmy Breakfast. Batty Bikes, which I think probably in the 90s, Batty used to mean something different. <laughs> Load the Toad. Rob the Spider, one kid came up with. Which is like, come on. You've got to think of a different name for that than Rob the Spider. I like Rob the Spider. Uh, yeah, that was it. Those are great names, though, isn't it? Basically, most of the games was just the adults dressed in funny costumes while you threw things at them. Also, this goes back to my theory as well, of, like, everything would be better if it was an hour. The TV shows and series, I'll give it ten minutes. Like, all you need is an intro, guns them adults, happy days. Yeah, but there has to be an element of competition, doesn't it? Because there's two kids, and then have to decide which one gets it and which one doesn't. All right, they just want their parents gunged for some stupid reason. I want to gunge my dad for working really hard and never being able to see him. But 
All right. Also, also, at the end, they got Mr. Blobby to answer the questions for Dave, so he'd go down the s- slide. Why don't they just ask him algebra questions? Because obviously he wouldn't be able to get the answer. I love the idea of you being the production manager of this. Go on. Just ask him algebra. Dave hates algebra. Where's your next wife live? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he is great. I-, I loved it. I think it was one of those shows of watching it back again. Sometimes you just want a bit of noise and a bit of gunch. Yeah, I was really annoyed that I thought Dave was not going to be in it. I thought when they got the cage on and took him away, I thought they were literally going to take him away and Kirsten O'Brien was going to host it. And I was like, oh, oh shit, I've made a big mistake. <laughs> I love the way instead of messaging me going, I am like, I made a mistake. We still just went on with it. Going, now it's been put in the rotor now. These are the shows <laughs> that we are doing for the week. There is no changing. What still, would you give it? I'd give it 80. 80? Yes. I'll give it 70. I'll give it 75. I'll give it 75 too. It's 100 episode, everyone. Get your own back. So let... Oh, sorry. <laughs> we still don't know how to do it. So oh, let... go for it. Oh, yeah, no. we, we want it. Let... It... In! Boom! There that we go. Episode 100. <laughs> A hundred of these we've done, and I think we need to honour it by having some form of gunging at this year's comedian's Christmas party or small screen night's Christmas, or whatever we decide to call yeah, it. No, it's getting really close it. now, and we still haven't come up with what we're actually going to do. Well, yeah, let's talk off air. L- line dancing. <laughs> Not a line dancing. I love this. <laughs> no comedy, just line dance. No comedy, just a steps tribute playing five, six, seven, eight on a loop into achy, breaky heart. Yeah. Because that would be really futuristic, wouldn't it? Come on, I'm trying to get a link here. Really futuristic. It would be like... I think it would. It would be a bit like tomorrow's world. Uh... Gonna throw it out there. This intro is the most shit scary thing I think I've ever seen in my life. You know the day to day when they have the globe just keep going in and out because they're taking the Mickey out of CGI openings. Yeah. It's like that. Also, it randomly there's, there's a few bits. There's a few bits on this that, that I'm sure you picked up on as well. The intro when it kicks hello. And then it's oh, it sounds like someone's playing a piano and it's a woman playing a table with piano gloves in no world ever does that sound like someone playing the piano it sounds like someone opening one of those cards that plays a musical song again and again repeatedly first though a recital here's kate hundreds of years in its evolution the pianoforte still has one massive design fault you can't play it with the lid shut (laughs) until now Wear these and you'll always have music 
of a kind at your fingertips. Built into the tip of each finger, but not the thumb, there's a piezoelectric pressure sensor. Just press them onto any hard surface and each finger plays a different note of a major scale. The sound comes out of a small loudspeaker built into the back. Hmm, I think that finger's a bit flat. Anyway, you can play any tune you like. This is meant to be the future. We're meant to watch this and go, yes, this is where we found out what we would be using in 2022. It's not, is it? It's, it's what they thought we'd be using in 2022. And let me tell you, we don't use them now. It was... <laughs> right, so we had the piano playing, and then, then, because it's tomorrow's world, you expect like the future to be exciting, don't you? Mm-hmm. Did you watch the bit on the DIY? Yes. Don't you diss Bob. Bob is the best presenter I've ever seen. Well, Bob's DIY tips. One of yeah. those things that were invented was a wheel with a magnet on that picked up nails. Yeah, the Hoover magnet. The Hoover magnet, which I'm sure already existed. Yeah, it's called a magnet. It's called a magnet. The, the, uh, he did wallpapering, but on the ceiling. Who has ever wallpapered on the ceiling? Lionel Richie. No, he's been dancing on... What, because he's been dancing on there, he has to make the surface all, all right, right for shoes. Well, you need someone to come and wallpaper your ceiling. Who are you going to get in? Lionel Richie, obviously. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it... So, wall, wallpapering your ceiling, which everyone does it, don't they? You're there, wallpapering your ceiling, thinking, damn, if only there's a way to wallpaper my ceiling properly. He also said it also works on walls. It's like... Why do you do it on the wall then instead of up on the ceiling? <laughs> yeah, because that's where you want your wall. Clues in the name, isn't it? I just that then then there was a mention of a no smoking day where for one day everyone would no smoking company would use any advertisement for a day for a day, but it made so much like for the government and that felt weird. And then there was a, a bit where this guy just talked about AIDS. <laughs> For five minutes, and like it, it definitely needed to be spoke about, but it was just the weirdest placement of that ever. I like the way he kept saying the uh, the homosexuals they when they're having the the sex they are not using protection, but the heterosexuals are using it, and he kept saying heterosexual over and over again. Yeah, yeah, we've got it. Understood what you mean. It's that very kind of 90s bigoted view, isn't it, of going like, I can't say the word homosexual because then people will think that I am one, which doesn't matter in the slightest of who you are. But this guy was so wooden with his delivery of anything. It was so, like, if you want someone to understand about the AIDS pandemic, <laughs> pandemic, don't send this guy. Like, like, send someone who actually looks like they're a nice person. Well, so much for the good news. Unfortunately, nobody yet knows whether a similar change to safer sex is taking place in the heterosexual population. At the moment, there simply aren't sufficient data available to provide an answer, and it is possible that there's an exponential rise in HIV infection among heterosexuals. Well, we'll soon have a much clearer idea of the spread of the AIDS virus amongst heterosexuals, when the results from the anonymous random HIV testing programme recently announced by the government start to come in. And it may well be that the slowdown in the overall spread of the epidemic conceals a continuing growth amongst the heterosexuals, hence the conflicting stories and the continuing government campaign. Well, now a report from Judith in the Soviet Union. Now, tomorrow's world is meant to make you think, oh, look at all these things that we have in the future. It isn't. Most of the time it's depressing going, look, 
oh, here's, here's AIDS. And then after that, it was a cancer vaccine. After that. <laughs> like, This is light entertainment is meant to be. After a no smoking day yeah. of advertisement. Also, I, I, it made me think, oh, if I thought music was going to sound like that with the piano playing gloves, I'd be well depressed. The only thing on it that, that might we have it now is electric car. We do have electric cars. We do have the electric car. And, and to be honest with you, we, we, we do have piano playing gloves, but you don't really need them because of the piano. Yeah, if you know how to play the piano, why would you need piano playing gloves? Also, the other thing, like the CDs now. Yeah, Surely no, the joy of playing the piano, piano playing with gloves is playing the piano. Oh, no, they're still, they're still about, you can get them for 40 quid. I bet they sound terrible. Electric piano gloves. Oh, the fu- the future was? Ah. So they were still, right. Yeah, you can get one of those balls like they, they are playing big. Would you want to go and see your favourite pianist? <laughs> oh, Reg. Oh, oh, and John comes out with some gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> gloves on. But the thing is with it, it doesn't work as a concept because you still need like a wooden table to play it on. So if you're doing a gig, you might as well just have a piano. There's, and they talked about electric companies going private. And it's like, well, that has worked out well for us recently, isn't it? Yeah, that's worked out perfectly. Oh, man, it was, it was just... Every time I remember watching this as a kid, I never remember watching Tomorrow's World and thinking, that looks great. I remember thinking, it's going to be grim. <laughs> Did you ever feel like... I think it might have been yeah. in titles. I thought it's going to be some horrible dystopian universe that I'm going to have to live in. And do you know what? I was fucking right. <laughs> it didn't, didn't feel like a happy future. It just felt like a kid's silent, science programme being talked to you after you come back from school. It's like, oh, I don't want to watch that. And it was live. <laughs> it was live. <laughs> there was no need for this to be live. Oh, and when he fluffed up one of his words, he, they didn't cut it out. But the bit at the end was the best bit when they were talking about jet lag and uh, he got this machine that told you when you should stay indoors until you go out and you won't feel jet lag anymore. And he said, oh, what could you do in the dark in Paris? And he looked over to the Moulin Rouge. Oh, went... yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did find that a bit kind of, oh, yeah, he's making sure he is represented himself as a heterosexual. After that bit on AIDS, he's definitely like getting it in there. Completely. Ah, oh, do you know what I love? I love women, I do. I love them. <laughs> it was very odd. And it, it did generally make me feel for like, like AIDS really needed to be spoken about mm. and dealt with in that time. And those are the pricks that you've got talking about it. It really did make me feel a bit kind of sad about the whole thing. Because obviously we were just kids back then. But yeah, we have come a long way. So that's the Queen, there's AIDS, there's cancer, right? We've got them all covered. Have we mentioned cancer? Well, there was oh, can- yeah, we have mentioned cancer. It was a cancer Oh, yeah, vaccine. yeah, we're keeping it light today. It wasn't us, it was, it was Tomorrow's World that wasn't keeping it light. Tomorrow's World, keeping it light. After talking about AIDS, now, let's cure your jet lag. <laughs> jet lag's not really a thing, is it? You're just a bit tired. What are you thinking on this one? Uh, 12. Are you, really? 12? Well, I'm going to give it 14. 14 because it wasn't it, it was a bit like the one show but with no fun the no fun show and it also did that thing that the one show does going out over about 125,000 people will pass away this summer luckily it's a hundred anniversary of Bassett's liquor it's all sorts Rishi Smith said that on Richard Herring he said that when he passes away it'd be like and Rishi Smith who died today and now the weather <laughs> just summing up your life it's Rishi Smith who died today now here's his uh, Rita Chakrabarti with the weather. <laughs> Quoting another podcast. 
Select lock it in. Okay, I already apologise for the last show. Oh my god, this the clove show. <laughs> that'll be in, that'll be the intro to it. Just you going the clove show. <laughs> idea is this like i understand like the thing is with clothes is they're very subjective for who wears them mm. but i don't think you can get half an hour out of it and this proves that i remember the sunday night telly it used to be on on a sunday before master chef what a solid night of entertainment master chef and before heartbeat you'd have you'd have the clothes show on Mate, the, what, the, there was a few bits of it as well. Just like they were in Newquay, and there was like this seventy-six surf shops in Newquay, and you know, and you're like, yeah, I can understand that. And then the fashion of the surfer going, well, everyone was just dressed like they did in the nineties anyway, a little bit like they were at an audition for Nirvana. And then there was a part of the show where they clearly run out of stuff, where they were just dressing people up with seaweed they found on the beach. When he was dressing that young girl up in seaweed, I was thinking, well, hang on, this, is, this doesn't feel right. It does, does it? <laughs> it was very kind of like, I didn't watch it ever and think, well, oh, that's a new look that I can take away. I must say a fact that Mr Joseph Bartram, uh, have a go at me if I don't say it, the Pet Shop Boys did the theme tune. <laughs> This is a bad from a friend of the show. To the clothes show? Yeah, well, we didn't hear it because we listened to a YouTube version of it where some idiot had cut out all the music. It was very oddly edited. Yeah, and I think sometimes the person who had uploaded it had put their own music over the top so that they'd play, like, like the Beach Boys surfing USA and they just have silence as they walk around the clash. Which is odd. And then the, the sound kept cutting out as well, where halfway through they, they stopped talking. To be honest, it was like, all they needed to go, this looks nice, you might want to wear this. This is a friendship bracelet. This is a friendship bracelet in Newquay. It's a weird place to go. I suppose so, like fashion in the UK in the 90s was just a sweater shop. You can go to Fat Willies. Fat Willies, wow. Get a waterproof watch. To, so if you wanted to look good in the 90s, say Little Chris 
he's going out on the town <laughs> and he, he he's walking down the high street. What what shops would uh, you go and shop? I'll give been... you early naughty. He'd be about nine, wouldn't it? Oh, he went early noughties. Yeah. Listen, he'd be about nine in the nineties, going out with his friends. I was going to say, going down the sandpit. Yeah, going down the sandpit. Did you ever like go out before a big night out and thought, "I'm going to buy me some new thread? Well, I didn't have a job, so I couldn't really afford anything. I'd go with my mum, <laughs> go in the shop. Stop hiding in the clothes. Come and go and chew something. It's like, oh, this is boring. Taking you to Gap and B and A. Going to Woolworths. Can we have some pick and mix? No, you can't have anything. Too much. I don't trust it. It's not rotated enough. At Navy Gear, a woman on it called Lorraine actually hear her speak because they cut the audio off. <laughs> who, who was a, a textiles designer? I heard a story last night, and I won't do this justice. Uh, Simon Baker was telling us about the many jobs he has had in his life. He went to a coat manufacturer once when he was 16 because his mum had got him this job at a coat factory and he got there for the interview and they said, we heard you're a designer. And he was like, what? It's like, yeah, yeah, I am. And they said, could you draw us a coat? And he drew this picture of a stick man wearing a coat. And they said, that's, and they can't use that coat. That's a Parker that already exists. <laughs> So imagine a world where Simon Baker could have possibly been. In, I need, we need to get a clip of him telling that story because I've not done it justice. He invented the Parker. I think, well, well, he reinvented it. But also, if you were in like a job where you're auditioning to become a clothes designer, why, why would they ask you just to draw a picture of something? Draw a coat for us, please. There you go. Can we sell that on our shop floor? Oh, that's good. You've drawn a lovely T-shirt. Yeah, we we flogged that. And he said, what is a gig? And he said, it's, it's going to a place and being overcharged for drink and listening to loud music. But this is a gig and they're riding a boat. It did feel odd when he said that. And I, I, by the end, I'd put, this is not about clothes. <laughs> it's never been about clothes. And then they had the catwalk where they had the models on and they said, anyone can do it. So here's members of the public going to me. The catwalk growers. I, I would 100% say anyone could do that. Like, it's walking down a road, isn't it? It is. Well, technically, I... technically, it doesn't matter what you look like. You should be able to, you, you should be looking at the clothes. So as long as they fit, then you should, anyone should be allowed to walk down the catwalk. Just say Anyone should. I, I don't think I've worn a pair of Y-Fron for about 20 years. I think I bought them by accident once. And then wore them and thought, nah. But it's always boxer shorts. Do you have, like, do you have, like, pairs of boxer shorts that you, like, like to wear more than other pairs? Yeah, sort of. All the ones I've got at the moment are exactly all the same. Are they? So you don't have what I have. Like, some days you pick up a pair and go, oh, it's a good pair. Like, I've got boxer shorts I will only wear at gigs. Didn't you talk about this on another podcast? Have, have I already uh, mentioned it? Uh, oh, no, no, not on, our, not, on, not on our one. I mean on a, on a, a separate thing. The, the oh, one that we don't oh, talk about that's got an elephant on it. No, maybe. Maybe I did. Well, as long as it was me talking about it and I haven't accidentally stolen from myself. <laughs> I've nicked that material off me. Yeah, but um, if you like one pair, why didn't you go out and buy more that were like that pair than, than having this Russian roulette of pants in the morning going, oh, no, it's a bad pair. <laughs> I like well, it. I like days when I have to put the nice ones on. But, but let me tell you something, Barnsley boy. Sometimes you go and you buy a pack of free boxer shorts and they're good boxer shorts and you think, ah, and then you go back and find out that they don't 
stop that pair of boxer shorts anymore. Oh, that's like me trying to find a Barbie. It is like you trying to find a Barbie. No, no, it... little little niece, she's got a uh, truck, <laughs> a burger truck. <laughs> yeah. It's got a Barbie in it. And can you find the Barbie that actually goes with the truck? No, you can't. So I've got to get one that's doing cooking. I want one You've got... with a stripy uh, shirt on. That's the one that comes with it. Have you had to resort to purchasing, like, Chef Action Man and changing over the clothes? <laughs> well, I thought Barbie, you just buy one, and then you can buy different clothes for it, and she can be wherever she wants to be. She could be an astronaut. She could be a 90s uh, TV presenter. It was very... Barbie's an odd one, isn't it? Because you think, like, once you've got the doll, you just need to buy the clothes. But yeah. every time you buy, like... It was like Action Man. Like, obviously, they want you to buy a new Action Man every time. Well, I suppose it makes sense for them to, like, say that a whole new figure with them. Do you know they're making a live-action... Is it a live-action movie of Barbie? Yeah, I thought you were going to say they're making a live-action Action Man. <laughs> they Enjoy the action of Action Man. <laughs> you could just call it live action man live action man <laughs> yeah that's going to be hard to get a story out of at least with Barbie there's something action man there's no there's no real backstory is there <laughs> at all which is good because they're not making it and I <laughs> <laughs> I love the way I, I felt a bit how are they going to pull this off I think come why are we talking about Barb? Oh, yeah, I brought it up. Because once again, we picked some program. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> this is what happens when you reviewed 103 shows. What, what shall we give the clothes show? Give it six. Six. I'm up for that. Well, because if I like clothes, it wasn't a good show about clothes, and I don't like clothes. <laughs> well, I'm not bothered about clothes. So it didn't, wasn't useful for me on like an entertainment light, uh, Top Gear. Uh, not a huge fan of cars, but I will. I would watch Top Gear because they made yeah. it entertaining, but they didn't make it entertaining for clothes. I think you've put across your argument very well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what we need, isn't it? <laughs> we need to... You just yawn very loudly. <laughs> oh, mate. This has been a very long episode. Usually as well, I'd watch these on a way to a gig and back from the gig, but because I'm trying to write new stuff mm. and rehearse it in, I've had to learn stuff on the train. So I had to watch this on the big screen in the like on my telly, and it just it just annoyed me. Oh, I think we're coming to the end of the nineties. We, we haven't got much left yet. <laughs> Do you think? All we're the doing gold. a clothes show, man, in tomorrow's world. <laughs> yeah, man, I I weren't impressed. I think we should lock it in. So let's lock it in. Well, thank you for listening. Oh, you're right. Oh no! Because now, now when I've locked it in, I play. I had noticed that listening back and thought, "Why did you play?" I thought it was an advert for something like someone going to go get your money now, get yourself to the postcard postcode lottery. I just did a quiz the other week, and I thought that'd be quite good when we locked it in to make a noise. I think it's great. Go and do your outro. Well, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Small Screen Nineties. It's been a pleasure having you round our house in our 90s-based house filled with our 90s things 
Uh, it's been great having Chris here. Chris, you had a good time? I've had a good time. You just saying on IT's base house. I can just imagine if this became a TV show and I was just stuck in a house with loads of 90s stuff. Tab and gone cheese. Just you sat there like, there's no way out. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.